breaking news this week. Boom boom pow, man shot after setting fire to an exploding car whilst attacking people with a knife in Melbourne. Split the difference, conjoined trains successfully separated at Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. A set of twins was accidentally decoupled on the Lilydale line. This is the most realistic incident of a miscarriage we've ever seen. Like finding a needle in a haystack. 50-year-old lady finally arrested over September's severe succulent strawberry sabotage scandal. Compare the pair. Same weapon, same income, different fruit. And yet there could be a lifetime of difference. And burning out is fuse up here alone. Undeclared missile bases found in North Korea, making Trump furious. Is that why his face is orange? Welcome to Breaking News, the show here on Sin 90.7 FM that takes the news, breaks the news, and dresses inappropriately at the news's funeral. I'm Chuck, and I'm joined here by our regulars, Alex. Hello. And Cass. Hey, hey. We have the three of us back together for the first time in three weeks, I believe. It's almost like we've been trying to avoid each other for a while now. Well, I mean, I am trying to avoid you, but aside from that... <laughs> well, the three amigos are back. It's great. Uh, I'm trying to avoid fruit at the moment after the needle one, but what was the reference there, just out of interest? So, for those that hadn't heard the story, because we didn't make it clear for the sake of making the joke there, but um, in Melbourne this week, they found a needle inside a pear. Oh, so, no. we, after having so long of these issues with succulent strawberries being contaminated, we now have to deal with pears as well. And hopefully it doesn't spread from there. Fingers crossed. I and don't think needles spread. Like, I don't think it's like a disease <laughs> where like one becomes infected with needles and then the next one becomes infected Ugh. with needles. Just now contracted needle virus. <laughs> yeah, it's a generation of lost pairs. And now our disclaimer. Yes, that is our lovely warning siren coming through loud and clear for everyone. Just letting you all know that this is a comedy show. We are satire. We do not take ourselves too seriously. Everything is said in good fun, in jest. We're just trying to have a good time. What's coming up this week, Cass? We have the Burke Street Bombshell, Trolley Man, Trumping Wildfires, Bunnings Barbecue Bonanza, Tattoo Travesty, and Sassy Slugs. We now move on to the main story. And last week, Melbourne got a horrible reality check. And I'm not talking about Scotty Cam exposing himself as a sexist TV presenter. Burke Street, one of the busiest streets in Melbourne, was hit by a second terrorist attack in as many years. To give you a quick rundown, at 4.20 on Friday evening... An explosion was heard inside a car, which promptly burst into flames. Within minutes, the man was responsible. The man responsible for the explosion had gone on a rampage, stabbing two civilians and a security guard. You could cut the tension with a knife. It took two courageous, calm young police officers, plus a few equipment-wielding civilians, who we will get to later, to bring down the assailant. In a move that has shocked absolutely everybody, the Islamic State claimed the attack. They're like that member who does nothing in a group project, but whose name always manages to end up first on the list of authors. The assailant's name was Hassan Khalif Shire Ali. Depending on your choice of newspaper, he's either described as a married man who commonly attended prayer or as a Somalian substance abuser. Disappointingly... Shia Ali was known to intelligence agencies. In fact, he had his passport cancelled in 2015 because the Australian Security Intelligence Organisation, or ASIO, believed he planned to travel to Syria. But according to the joint counter-terrorism teams, he didn't pose a threat to national security. Just because this main story doesn't pose a threat to your laughing muscles doesn't mean you should switch off now because everything can change so fast. Anyway, the JCTT needs to put basic addition back into its training curriculum because if you can't put two and two together with Shia Ali, then the only real, to, the only real threat to our national security are your numeracy skills. And the victims? 
The owner of Pellegrini's Espresso Bar, a man who moved from Italy, came racing out of his restaurant after he saw the commotion. Unfortunately, his heroic act was to be his last. The second victim was Rodney Patterson, a Tasmanian who found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time on the mainland. He received a knife wound to his head, but is recovering. The last victim was a security guard who was just doing his job. All of these people are so brave for what they did. Now, this tragic attack prompted the age-old discussion of immigration policy. Now, I'm sure you'll hear about those on the far right demanding action on all immigrants. My question is, why are they complaining? As far as I can tell, from their perspective at least, this... this incident had a net outcome of minus two people from overseas and also an injured Tasmanian, so nearly minus three. The one person everyone is talking about at the moment is the hero dubbed Trolley Man. When police were negotiating Shire Ali's swipes, the Trolley Man used a nearby trolley to knock Shire Ali off balance. Proving to be no push around, Trolley Man showed nerves of steel when dealing with the basket case. This once again proved all of our suspicions that supermarket trolleys are always the preferred option to baskets. Now I would put a gold coin on that one. In America, the message seems to always be that more guns will reduce violence. But I'm pretty sure I can make a strong case now that trolleys are the most potent form of self-defence. In saying that, 24,000 children each year in America are injured in shopping trolley incidents. It is a little concerning that you can acquire these dangerous weapons off every nature strip in Australia, but we are sure with some extra regulation that we can create a safe nation where we no longer have to bite the bullet. Police are currently investigating why the attack was carried out on Burke Street. I'm going to hazard a guess and say that it's because it's the busiest street in Melbourne. I'm sure we've all heard the saying, busier than Burke Street. In fact, that's, not, that's no longer the only saying about Burke Street. There's a new saying, Burke Street is more lethal than a deputy prime minister with ambition and a catchphrase. There's no doubt these events are scary. In fact, last week, we ourselves were only 10 minutes away from being there as the tragedy unfolded. We were in a place we thought was safe. And in hindsight, we were right. Two weeks ago, we covered a plane crash in Indonesia that killed 189 people. In that incident, we emphasised how people shouldn't panic and that mostly society is very safe. The number of Australians killed in terrorist attacks, whether lone wolves or organisations, is less than 20 in the last 20 years. Meanwhile, one Australian woman is killed every week by her partner. That means that over the same period that killed 20 um, Australians from terrorism, approximately 1,000 women have been murdered. It is estimated that 1,800 Australians will die of melanoma in 2018 alone. We don't want to try and minimise the grief experienced by the victims and their families. It is totally understandable, but there are many things more likely to kill you in Australia than terrorism. More people died from falling off a chair in 2011 alone. Google it. It happened. Two people we haven't talked about yet are the policemen on the scene who arrived almost immediately. I've seen slower responses from websites trying to sell grand final tickets. Despite being quite young, the two of them handled the situation in a very calm manner. Because the reality is, this is what they've trained for. Police are there to protect us, and these officers did exactly that and saved potentially many lives on Friday. And that should make us all feel safer. While hatred and terror wreaked havoc in the city, standing side by side with our bravest first responders was a man by the name of Michael Rogers, dubbed the Trolley Man for his heroic acts in fending off attacker Shia Ali with a chopping trolley. We welcome Mr Rogers in the studio today. Thank you for joining us, Mr Rogers. Trolley Man to you, thanks. Took me a lot of work to get that one, eh? Uh, My apologies, Trolley Man. You're enjoying the new name, I see? Well, mate, not really. See, the coppers kind of want to get me now. Stole myself a bike a while back, some other bits and bobs too. You know, sometimes the rough and tough life just pushes you around and now it's come back to hit me. Should have stole a shopping trolley from Woolies instead. 
would have been a better investment. So if you were already known to police, what prompted you in the moment to jump into such a public ordeal? That must have really taken some guts. I just thought to myself, I've burned a few loaves over the years, so it was about time to make it up some way. He was a basket case, that bloke. Wouldn't go down easy after I rammed him good. Just kept jumping away like a great thief at Coles. I thought, yo Gert, to go get him. It was my chance to clean up aisle 12 and get my life rolling again. Did you consider that your actions may have hindered the police whilst they attempted to contain the man? Nah. Nah? Nah, they reckon I'm bananas. But I wasn't going to let this packet of Fruit Loops wipe the floor with me. Well, it's that same spirit which has led the country to start up a crowdfund for you. So far, they've managed to raise $140,000. What do you think you'll do with the money? Mate, I'll probably just cart it round with me, if you get me. Chuck, it's now time for your world-famous segment, Punching Down, but... You weren't here last week, and um, we had to do Punching Down without you. And I reckon Cass and I did a pretty good job, so over to you, Cass. This is Punching Down. Trump's reaction to wildfires. California is burning, families are being torn apart, and homes are destroyed. And so too is any hope of Donald Trump resurrecting himself as someone who actually cares. His latest Twitter spat has fueled more fires in Americans than there are burning in Hollywood as he attempts to douse the wildfire disaster currently sweeping over Californians. In a series of distasteful tweets, the president has again shown his incompetence, his lack of empathy, and his plain stupidity. To quote, There is no reason for these massive, deadly and costly forest fires in California except that forest management is so poor. Billions of dollars are given each year with so many lives lost, all because of gross mismanagement of the forests. Remedy now or no more Fed payments. Some facts, Donald. Would not go astray. If you're going to lie to the public, at least make it somewhat believable. Jimmy Kimmel laid it out straight a few nights ago. He said that the federal government manages the forests, not the state of California. Trump was the one to cut the funding in the first place. California as a state pays more money to the federal government than it gets in return. And Trump has taken no action to subdue the United States' contribution to climate. Trump, you really need to be dumped. Your games have become comical, almost to the point that they mirror actions of a cartoon character. The lack of empathy and care that you demonstrate is more alarming than Kim Jong-un being given Homer Simpson's job at the nuclear power plant. A day later, Trump's cold-hearted blame game continued. Hardly surprising, he jumped back online for his next round of shade in 150 characters or less. He tweeted, With proper forest management, we can stop the devastation constantly going on in California. Get smart. Trump telling Americans to get smart is like telling a toddler not to eat sand. Or Trump. He'd probably eat sand. Bunnings policy. Bunnings, I've always trusted you for my electrical appliances, my circular saw purchases, my colour-bond blue-scope steel in basalt grey. But you've really let me down. No, you've let Australia down. For those of you who are not aware of the abomination of a policy, Bunnings have released a new set of OHS guidelines surrounding their infamous fundraising barbecues. Onions are to be placed above the bread and below the sausage, as if the onion needs to be held back and restrained by a meathead security guard. Give the onion some liberty, people. The only reason this defenceless vegetable has come under such intense scrutiny is because some bloke from Queensland couldn't stand on his own two feet. Literally. A farmer named Only as Trevor entered the Gimpy Bunnings store and unfortunately fell over backwards as he slipped on a piece of caramelised onion. He claims the incident, which, mind you, actually occurred in 2015, is quote-unquote serious stuff. I tell you what, it sounds like someone crying over spilt milk. I mean, onions. Trev, if you want to know what serious stuff really is, let me tell you. It includes things like terrorism, the state of politics, job security, workers' rights, climate change, unemployment rates, the colour of my blue scope colour on steel. 
The only time onions should come under fire is whilst on barbecue hot plates, not as the subject of a corporate boardroom meeting. It's more plainly simple than a sausage on a Saturday without sauce. Aussie sausages will never be the same again. Thanks a lot, Trevor. For the first time in my life, I will proudly agree with Carl Stefanovic on an issue. Labelling the onion debacle of 2018 as un-Australian, he urged the hardware chain not to mess with perfection. See what you're doing to me, Trevor? You've successfully sided me with Carl Stefanovic. Carl Stefanovic! Enough said. The greasy situation has really left the poor bunning sausage snagged. Even the hideous likes of onion lover Tony Abbott would consider this an act of maltreatment upon mankind. Instead of adding to the perpetually growing list of Australian nanny state rules, why don't we actually allow our citizens the right to exercise caution in their own way? We are adults. We know how to pay tax. We know how to run a barbecue. And we sure as hell know how to step on Lego bricks and pretend that we are perfectly okay. What we also know is how to make proper Bunnings sausages. If you know what's good for you, Bunnings, you won't leave us shortchanged. That was punching down. And now we move on to A Week in the Life, where Alex is going to tell us a torrid tale that happened to him during the week. This is not a proud story. Let's, let's just open with that. Like, I've, I've done some things in my life that I am very proud of, and I have some fantastic achievements. This is not one of them. This is not a story that will leave you feeling happy or just glad about yourself in any way. Mostly, it should just leave you feeling sad and disappointed in this idiot's decision-making. So, it's, it's not something we uh, question a lot. No. <laughs> so, speaking of this idiot, he was located at a, uh, a local watering hole um, on, on Saturday evening, <laughs> <laughs> um, where he was associating with some of his very, very nice friends, um, and was talking about how, you know, I'm, I'm particularly charming and sometimes sometimes uh, some of the females of the species do enjoy my company. Um, Which ones? <laughs> point them out I, to me. <laughs> there's not many. <laughs> but every, every now and again, I'll, I'll stumble across one. Um, and I may have backed myself into a situation um, that... Didn't end particularly well for me. Um, I bet a friend of mine that I would be able to gain the acquaintance of one of these lovely ladies um, within spending an hour at such a such a distinct watering hole. Right. Um, so I had sixty five minutes from the moment I entered the watering hole to mm-hmm. the point in which I was going to be able to actually succeed in this task. Are you normally, you know, are you well acquainted with watering holes? Are you normally good around watering holes? I, I am a I am a frequent um what's, consumer what's the word? of the watering <laughs> hole. <laughs> I'm a frequent visitor to the watering hole. You could call me like a, a zebra or something. I'm yeah. down there all the time. Um, oh, oh dear. <laughs> well that's what he was saying when he started oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> um but the way we do things on this show with, with our hosts is that, you know, when we want to make bets, we don't have, you know, soft stakes. Oh, I'll bet you bet you five are that I can do this. No, we have real stakes. Um, and in this case, the stakes got quite, quite intense. You didn't have to eat paper. No, not this time. But um, the loser of this bet was to get a tattoo. Ooh. Now, had the, um, had my friend that had 
also participated in the bet. Had he lost, he would have had to have gotten a tattoo of a love heart that was approximately five centimetres by five centimetres with an arrow going through it and the initials A for my name plus the initial of the girl that I managed to acquaint myself with. (laughs) That is terrible. I can't believe you and your mate would sign up to some sort of this bet. So to be honest, this was like this was like the sealer for me. This was the uh, there was no way I couldn't back out at that point because the possibility of that happening was way too good to be true. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted that so badly. However, if I was not able to succeed in time, then I myself would be getting three by three centimeters, um, a tattoo of a broken heart. Um, very very sad. And um, I can can confirm to you now on live radio. <laughs> That I lost this bet, and as a result of which, now have a tattoo on my back of broken heart. That Ouch. one's going to leave a mark on you. You're never going to be... Well, at least it's not on your front. It's on your back. So you, yep. you don't see it every day and get reminded of your failures. No, see, I, I like to think of it as... Because there's a broken heart on my back in line with my heart. Uh, I like to think of it as me effectively stabbing myself in the back with my own incompetence. <laughs> And that's the reason my heart is broken. Well, hopefully you can put it all behind you. (laughs) (laughs) This is Fake News Quiz. Welcome back to the pair of you this week. We've now got all three of us um, to do our fake news quiz. You guys excited? Yeah, as I always am. Shall we be competing this week or are we on the same team? This week is a little bit different. You guys are going to be coming up with one unanimous decision. So for each... Uh, segment that I've got, you guys are going to actually have to work together. God forbid. Can I instead kill him and make the decision myself? You can do whatever you want, just as long as I've got one answer by the end of the segment. Can I just answer for him (laughs) on his behalf? I don't care what you guys do, if you kick, scream or bite each other. I just need one line. Just don't fall off your chair, because that is deadly. (laughs) That is deadly. It's seriously deadly. 26 people died in 2011 as a result of falling off their chairs. All righty, let's get started. Your first segment is about slugs. The Queen sends sassy note to chef after finding dead slug in dinner. Okay. (laughs) Why does it have to be sassy? Why can't it just be like, why is there a slug in my food? Because she's the queen. She is a queen. She can be sassy. Everything about the queen is sassy. Hell yeah. Option B, man dies eight years after eating a slug as a dare. Are they related? (laughs) (laughs) Can we just cover that? Did did, did at any point did it say in the story that, I mean, did he just die? Like, you know, was he shot? (laughs) Well, these are completely um, separate incidences. I died after being born. It's quite unique when you think about it. (laughs) You You can attribute just about anything. It's like, I got hit by this a raindrop was, once. So Six a- years later, I died. <gasps> so, when the, so when the autopsy was completed, it was deduced that it was the bacteria and the virus that was being carried in the slug. It was a slow death. <laughs> <laughs> and your third option, newly discovered species of sea slug found living in whales' stomachs. That doesn't surprise me. Is it in the queen's stomach or? <laughs> Are you calling the queen a whale? Call a whale? <laughs> <laughs> you horrible person. I retract my statement. <laughs> Alex, I think you should be the only one allowed to make a decision, like the decision for slugs. Um, I, feel, I feel like the man dying of the slug is just way too realistic. It sounds like the kind of thing I'd do, to be honest. <laughs> 
what, you're going to die eight years from now with the tattoo? Yeah, probably. It turns was, out the tattoo is poison. I was going to say, look, I know Alex can be a little bit, like, silly when it comes to bets and all that. I'd be, but, I'd be willing to do a bet where the penalty is eating a slug. I'm not anymore. I was going to say, Maybe I yesterday. reckon you're above that. I don't think you'd eat a slug. No, I'm down, Next I'm down for that. Next week we should bring slugs in. I'm down segment. for that. To be clear, only as a bet. Like, I'm not doing it just for everyone to laugh, but mm. if there is the risk of somebody else having to eat a slug, I'm totally down for that. If you lose next week's fake news quiz, will you eat a slug? So, if Chalk and I have the fake news quiz off, and yep. if he loses, the, the, the loser has, has to, to eat, eat a slug, slug, I'm down for that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm keen. All right, let's see if they've gotten this one right. So, we didn't actually commit to it. I thought you committed to be the slug. Well, I, I think... Uh, my no, opinion no. doesn't matter, then. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Cass. I think, I think it'll be the whale one. Yeah, same. That's what I thought. Yeah. Are we happy with locking in the whales? Yep. Let's see if they got this one right. You guys are incorrect. And I've actually stooped you guys over a little bit this week. Both the queen and the man dying about with the slugs were both true. Well, so we, we did actually real picked badly. the odd one out. <laughs> you, yeah, you picked the one that was we couldn't fake. Have, we couldn't have gone any worse with that. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on. We have the topic of ScoMo. ScoMo treats self to hard-earned long neck of San Pellegrino in brown paper bag at knockoff. Option yep. B, yep. ScoMo dodges asylum seeker issue by talking about onions instead. Yep. Quite timely with our Bunnings issue. Yep. Or C, ScoMo turns to Scaremo after frightening grade two students in Townsville during PM visit of rural Australia. Well, he was in Townsville recently. Yes. There was the whole bus incident yes. where he was um, on, on the, the bus, bus but, but yet also not on the bus. <laughs> in two places at once. So It's actually a common thing to have when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it just turns out he has a time turner. Um, oh, that would make that. more sense. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Scaremo. You reckon Scaremo? Yeah. Well, it makes What's a sense. prime minister without a catchphrase? Scaremonger. <laughs> um, sure. I'm, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt on this one. You guys happy with option C? Scaremo? Well, happy, maybe not. We're locking it in. <laughs> locking it Let's in. Let's just say we're happier than um, Bastille was in that song earlier. <laughs> Have the boys got it right. Unfortunately, you fell for Scaremo. It was actually Scaremo dodging the asylum seeker issue by talking about onions. By talking about onions, what? <laughs> Well, it's think about it, right? It's it's an interview, and they're saying, Prime Minister Morrison, what are you going to do about the asylum seekers on Manus Island? He's gone, yeah, but are these onions delicious? <laughs> they're just well-grown. <laughs> our farmers. We've got to help our we farmers. We've got to help our farmers. <laughs> Turning internationally now, we have Florida as our next category. Your first option, Florida man breaks into jail to hang out with his friends. <laughs> I love Florida. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> Option B, Florida woman attempts to trade 15 lizards, one snake, and an alligator for place in US college. <laughs> <laughs> I really, like, surely I'm really hoping that it's at least some kind of, like, reptilian college. Like That'd be cool. So at least that this has, like, currency to them. As far like, as is I'm... she walking into Harvard and going, <laughs> I want a law degree. I have these lizards. <laughs> Are you interested? <laughs> she just walks in with, like, 20 leads. <laughs> just walking them all at once. As far as I'm aware, this is just stock standard US college, but that would be pretty cool. Or option C, Flowrider buys a dictionary, becomes first rapper to actually spell his name properly. Your pick of the three. That's, I, it's not the Flowrider one. I We had a conversation about this a few weeks ago where I said that I'd only learned when I was about 14 or something mm. that Flowrider was just Florida cut in half. <laughs> it's not as obvious as you think. <laughs> um, that it'd take me that long. And I think this might be them thinking about that because we had that conversation not that long ago. Yeah, I don't think it's that last one. Um, 
What so, was the first one again? Florida man breaks into jail to hang out with friends. That's so good. I love that. There are so many great stories of from Florida, though. Like, th- people are just insane. There's the... Like, this one isn't a great story, but it was an incident last year of a couple on YouTube who... Um, wanted to make a video about whether or not um, books would stop a Magnum pistol, which is one of the most powerful pistols in the world. Mm. Um, and they put, like, three books in the way, thinking, like, oh, no, yeah, absolutely stop not. the gun. And the guy stood on the other side of the books and he died. Yeah. Why would you and she stick- went to jail for she it. Went to, she went to jail for involuntary manslaughter. Why would you not stick, like, a dummy or something behind that? Because they're the dummies. Own- <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you could argue they did, Cass. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, is that natural selection at, at work there? Yep. Darwin Fire. Awards right there. <laughs> this, is a, this is the kind of place in the world where people do things like this. So, to say a guy broke into jail, I really want, I really want to believe that he did this. They then found him in jail and he, they said, are you supposed to be here? He's like, nah. They're like, well, you are now. <laughs> I think it's the second one. You do? Yeah, the animal one. Animal Kingdom. Really? You honestly think that a woman went up to a university and said, I don't have any money, but I have a whole bunch of lizards. Will you let me in? Yep. It is Florida, after all. That's what I think. What do you think? Florida does have a lot of lizards. <laughs> that's, that's the one... <laughs> that's the random fact of the day. <laughs> that's the one fact on this I can confirm. They Alex, can... our reptile well, expert on well, the host it's, of the it's, show. It's a, it's a tropical region. It attracts a lot of... Um, Alex Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, fine, I'll go with you. But I still reckon it's the first one. Just because I want this to be true. I just, if some, if a woman really has gone up to a university and said, I've got a crocodile, can you let me in? (laughs) Like, I, that's just, that's the world I want to live in. Alrighty, so you're locking in option B. Yep. Our animals. Let's see how they've gone. Unfortunately, Alex was right. It was the Florida man breaking into jail. Told you, that's such a Florida man thing to do. It really is. Yeah, but... I honestly don't think that's newsworthy. I think that's just the sort of thing that they no. do on a regular occurrence. But he would have, but he would have got arrested for it. Because it's like yeah, I was going to say, is that a, is that a yeah? Because it's breaking and entering. Put you into jail. Yeah, because well, it's breaking. No, it's breaking and entering. There's no transportation costs. At least he's literally <laughs> he's saving, already there, <laughs> saving the state some money. Um, it's really funny because I actually got that lizards one from. A, it was a true story. Someone used they they traded lizards or attempted to trade lizards for a big slab of alcohol. And I was like, okay, see, that makes more sense. Is I can yeah. imagine somebody going up to them saying, like, to a shop owner, it's like, right, you see that slab of VBs there? Like, <laughs> I've got I- some lizards. <laughs> I don't have any money, but I've got some lizards. Whereas going into a university and saying, oh, I really want to study law. I don't have any money. But I've got an alligator. <laughs> but I've got an alligator. See, I just feel like that's just pushing the, the realms of existence. It is. All right, and our final segment in fake news quiz is leakage. Option A, cruise ship sinks. Head chef claims there was a leak in the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Solid reference there. Option B, Libra forced to make apology for accidentally using non-absorbent material in adult diapers. (laughs) (laughs) God, that's funny. And option C, model arrested after her nudes were leaked. Why was she arrested? Is that that an offence? So, from the country that supposedly she's come from, there are oh, some countries oh, in the world. Oh, um, this, th- there was a story like this that happened a few weeks ago in Saudi Arabia. Um, Is I it think, illegal for them to... Um, 
th- there have been many... So, you can do your own research. I'm not 100% on the details of the facts here. But there have been several circumstances in Saudi Arabia over the last um, few months of high-profile um, women, whether they be Instagram models or actresses or something, doing something that would be considered scandalous by their standards and there have been outcomes as a result. Like one woman went missing for a couple of weeks. Um, Another one was found dead. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she genuinely was arrested because it was considered like an immoral thing to do. Well, it's not the first one. As cool as that would be. Yeah, no, that's definitely... (laughs) We're we're all all getting them. That's cloudy with a chance of meatballs too, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. (laughs) Um, Otherwise, so, pardon? Uh, The diaper. Yeah, so... The adult diapers do not we, having do, not absorbent material. Do we honestly believe that Libra is that incompetent? Well, you, you know, um, get it? Yeah. Come on, people! <laughs> Come on, people! That's the, be the best, best joke of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Adidas. I think it was made like those swimmers a few weeks ago that fell apart, like when you jumped in water. Oh, God. They had the three stripes on the side that just sort of like disintegrated as people were in the water, and so yeah. their their bathers just fell apart. So I mean, topical. I'm happy to go with yours, though. I uh, Yeah, I reckon it's C. Okay. Locking in option C. How have they gone? The boys have got one right this afternoon. Fantastic work. She was arrested. I believe she was from Somalia. It's an African nation where it was the same same principle as that um, public indecency or those sorts of laws which mm. prevent some models and some famous people and just regular women as well from posting those sorts of photographs. I was hoping you were going to go for the um, the adult diapers. <laughs> I wrote that one and I was like, ha, 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 I think they're going to get this one. <laughs> yeah, you did nearly suck in shock with that one. I nearly did, yeah. Although well, I, got I just him- said it's topical. <laughs> <laughs> I got you with the lizards, though. That That's my highlight from this segment today. Yeah, got me. Fair and square. <laughs> we're just going to wrap up now. Uh, thanks to our two uh Regular guests, oh, regular host, sorry, that was insulting, wasn't it? Wow. See how he treats us. Maybe we should axe him from next week's show. Just go back to us two. We did a great show last week as well. No. Yes. Yeah, you did. Um, We're on (laughs) iTunes, Spotify and Facebook, so let us know how much better Cass and Alex are at this than I am and kick me off the show. Uh, We're here on Sin 90.7 at 3 to 4pm on every Friday from myself, Chuck. My name's Alex Henry. My name's Cassie Semple. Have a nice afternoon, everyone. Mm